Yo, it's good. We are back here with another episode of the Gas Mask Tribe TV podcast. And most people might say it's TV. Why TV, bro? You're on audio right now. TV, why? Because you can go watch us. You can go watch us on watch us on DirtyHarvard.com or go see us on YouTube, Gas Mask Tribe. You can watch us live in studio. Right now, this is an up-close-and-personal um, podcast episode. What I do on my own, which is called Biz Get Real, up under the platform of the Gas Mask Tribe TV. And Biz Get Real is more me talking to my family and just being up close and personal and wanting to help other black communities or Latin communities or white communities or whoever is listening to this podcast. This is to help you and to better your life and to think different. We're here to filter out that BS and we're here to get real. Biz Get Real. I am here with uh, a, a a great entertainer, singer, songwriter, rapper, actor. I mean, he's really a renaissance man, you know, coming out the the My Same Bloodline. And his name is Tone, everyone. Um, and I gave him that name because he has a great singing voice, you know. He's like a mixture of a, I want to say, a better Travis Scott mixed with a better uh, uh, Kid Cudi, but that's a a better Trey songs. You get what I mean? Like, <laughs> excuse me, all those in one. But let me not keep this going. Um, let me go on ahead and, you know, um, let him introduce himself and kind of repeat. I left out a few celebrity stars that he's worked with. Dietrich Haddon, Queen Latifah, uh, Michelle Williams. And he's been on Oxygen. He's been on the OWN Network. Uh, he's been up under great production, up under great people. Um, also, in movies. He's done movies, people. I mean, this is not a normal podcast right now. This is real life giving you from the entertainment industry. Bro, how you doing? Oh, man. Goody? Great, great, man. Just, you know, taking day by day, you know. And hey, we're going to roll up another one of these stickies. the best of me. We're going to roll up another one of sticky, sticky, stickies. But check this out. So, the topic on this episode is toxic relationships. Right. I want to talk about your relationship being in the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. and being in a toxic relationship and how that affected your business in the entertainment industry and not Mm -hmm. furthering it. You know what I mean? Because me and you talk about that a lot and how I feel that your relationships have held you back from certain things. Yeah. And, you know, so I want to talk about that part with withholding you back from your relationship. I mean, by being in relationships that are toxic. You get what I mean? Um, let's start from the beginning, from when you just met, you know, your wife uh, at the time. You know what I mean? Right. To when it started turning toxic. You was doing big entertainment mm-hmm. uh, industry things. You was on everybody's TV. You was in everybody's household. Um, but you were in a toxic relationship. Like a very, very toxic Man, relationship. That, that 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 goes deep right there. But um I could say we could start back in I wanna say two thousand twelve when I met, you know, my wife at the time. I met her oh, you know, good. in the choir that I was dealing with, LA Inner City Mass Choir. And LA um, in the City? Yes, LA Inner City Mass Choir. Um I had just came back from Georgia. I was in um Riverdale, Georgia. I had, you know, got into a, you know, a couple of legal issues. You get what I'm saying? To where um, I got, I ended up getting told on, and 
I did a little bit of time. I ended up doing eight and a half months, you know, because I was, you know, uneducated to certain things, not knowing that if I was incarcerated for over 150 days that they had to legally, they had to release me or indict my case. Mm. Um, mm. So wow. that ended up happening or whatever. I did a little more time than I was supposed to do. I ended up getting out on my grandfather's birthday, December 27th. Your great-grandfather's birthday. Great-grandfather. Yikes. Who is still um, living today? Still living. Still thug. living. He, 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 he you know, super thug. Super. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But um, I get out, and uh, right away, mom, she flew me back to Cali. You get what I'm saying? And uh, I get back in the choir, and uh, there's this new girl in the choir, new family, really. And uh, she was a part of that family. And, uh, you know, we ended up, you know, becoming good friends. Um, I was introduced to her by my big brother. She had then already put a bug in his ear about me and everything. And uh, he told me about her or whatever. But I approached it on some friendship stuff. So we became good friends. Um, so about 2012 come, uh, February 2012, I ended up, you know, going to Job Corps. And uh, during the time at Job Corps, she kept in close contact with me. You know what I'm saying? So she was rocking with me the whole time mm. and during my time there you know i you know thought you know what you know she's a great woman you know the chemistry was wonderful we hadn't been friends for a while and i was just like you know what i uh i have no problem with taking it a step further mm. so i approached it and asked her to be my woman and not your wife at this time not, not my wife at the time just my be woman. you know just you be know. my woman yeah i want to i want hey hey you me and you we go lock this down. Right, right. That and that that cooter you got there. And she. That's all mine, and right? She accepted. She accepts. She like I'm gonna give you. Yeah, I'm gonna absolutely. be monogamous with you. Mm -hmm. So, um, at the time I was, you know, at Job Corps doing the dorm life. I was staying on campus. So, at Job Corps, I don't know if y'all know, when you staying on campus, there's no leaving, like unless it's the weekend. You get what I'm saying? And most people couldn't leave on the weekend. I, I wasn't really supposed to be allowed to leave, but, you know, I had juice with all of the security and, the, you know, the campus members and stuff. They was good with me. So while you were at, while you were at Job Corps, mm -hmm. were you still doing entertainment shit? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, wow. What? That's when that, I was still dealing with you big. That I mean, we did great things, you know. That's where the worldwide stuff was going on. And, you know, it was a lot going on at the time. Matter of fact, worldwide had just kind of ended. Should I say? But you know, you who uh, then had knockers was born. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's what was going on at the time. But of course, I was still you know heavy in the music. When I couldn't leave job corps, I was still there writing. You know, I had tablets and tablets full of lyrics. You know, I was doing ta uh, talent shows that they did at job corps or whatever the case may have been. So um, back to what I was saying on the weekends, I was I had the privilege you know to leave on the weekends. So. I was going to her house. I was going to her crib. And, um, you know, we chilling. You know, one day that's when, you know, we took it a step further. And, you know, um, we got intimate. You know what I'm saying? We got intimate. and Oh, so y'all weren't fucking in the beginning? No. Oh, no. Okay. Okay, no. y'all. You was really being the good guy. Yeah, we was, like, really, you know, just friends. And, I mean, we talked about it and all of that. But, you know, I kept it, you know. On some, I want to okay. really, I want to really, you know, pick her brain and figure her all the way out. Cause I had okay, to, so it didn't start off toxic. Nah, absolutely. It started not. off good. It started off good. I mean, there was a couple of incidents that happened, and uh, you know, like 
uh, one time, you know, while I was going to Job Corps, I ended up finding out that uh, a friend of hers <laughs> that she uh, had, and she had me, you know, she introduced me to this cat, had me kicking it with him. I ended up being friends with the dude. Okay. And, you know, we was friends for a minute, and she ended up telling me about the guy, like, uh, you know that dude, Thad? Like, one day she texted me while I'm at Job Corps. I'm like, Thad, yeah, what's up? She like, uh, I just thought about it. Uh, it just came to my mind that that's my ex. And I'm like, how the fuck did you just think about that? Every time you see this, man, you know that's your ex. It's like, you don't forget an ex. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's where the foolery came in. That's How where... are you best friends with this nigga? Right. <laughs> so that's how. That's when the toxic... She... That's when the toxic really started, but I was she... blind at the time. You get what she... I'm saying? She is playing chess. Right, right. Damn. From, from that, from the beginning, I promise you. So, you know, women. You, you know, they say women grow faster than men. That <laughs> absolutely. When, you know, growing up, so they mm-hmm. already like ten times. Right, you know what right, I mean? bro. She yeah, was smooth. it was smooth. Like, <laughs> check it out. So I'm like, right off the rip, I'm like, I'm not a dumb, I'm not a dumb cat. You know Damn, what I'm saying? So that I, is fucked I, up. I, I checked it. You know what I'm saying? I nipped it in the butt. Like, you know, that ain't cool or whatever. I know you know that. You know, that's your ex. You ain't forgot that that's your ex. But like, you were blind to it, like you said. Yeah, because I gave the benefit of the doubt. That, no, that can't be her ex. No, I knew, <laughs> like, yeah, that's her ex. And I told her, like, that's out. You ain't, He can't come to the house. Ain't no chilling with him, none of that. Like, that's not cool. You feel me? Like, that's but, out. But, <laughs> But I still stuck and stayed with her. You know what I'm saying? No. Did you hang out with him? No. Hell no. Did nah. you continue to hang out hell with him? Nah. Did y'all go to the movies and shit? Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. It wasn't none of that. Did y'all smoke blessed together? No. Hell no. Nah. Not after that. <laughs> hell no. Nah. But look, look. Before that, you got it. Before that, hell yeah, we was chilling. Like we was chilling. Like <laughs> like best friend with brothers. Yeah. But happy Bruh, ever like the nigga was coming over at the parties. We had party here come. We chilled. All that. Like bro, he was. And he went to her church, her home church too. So that's fucked up. When I would go to, the, so look, every check. So look, every is, but look, every time after that, after that day that I checked it, every Sunday I was going to their church with them. So I would see this man. You know what I'm saying? At the time with kids though, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So check it out. So you got past that, y'all. y'all I tried to it. get past. It. I did. I I never got past it because when we would go to church. She would go hug him. Well, at the go, oh really? Yeah, and like why y'all dating though? Why we was dating? Then what? When yeah. you say like, yo, I'm, I, I, I want this is mine. That's my cooter, baby. Right. Whoa, whoa, right, whoa. right why right, you in right. job corps? Mm-hmm. Y'all made him, you know, that bond to say, look, you gonna be my girlfriend, be your boyfriend, blase blase, right? And then all of a sudden, the the dude be introduced to you, and y'all mm-hmm. hanging out, blase blase, and then. A couple months later, she ended up telling you, oh, actually, that's my ex. Right. I just remembered. I was like, ah, I just remembered that's my ex. Not not knowing that this nigga's probably around the whole fucking time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Damn it. That's a cold. Hey, you know what Pac said? Pac said, there's a difference between a woman and a bitch. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was like. Wonder why I called you bitch. Wonder why I called you bitch. I bet you. Yeah. He it's said, a difference. It, but check it out though. Damn. So <clears throat> time going on or whatever, man. I'm still at Job Corps, you know, doing my thing or whatever. So, uh, one time, nigga, I ended up, I ended up, uh, I had a a fucking iPhone five at the time. That's when the iPhone five was out, dude. And uh, I ended up giving her, dude, I ended up giving her my iPhone because she didn't have a phone at the time. 
I ended up giving her my iPhone, bro. And I went and got me an Obama phone. You went wrong there. And I was, you know, using my phone. And that was our that's way to first, contact, though. You feel me? first place. Yeah, I right. know. But that was just me having a big heart. You feel me? And That's being you know, a good guy. Women yeah. don't want a good guy. So... I, I, I'd end up doing that, but you feel me? Like I said, I was going to her house every weekend and shit, right? So one weekend I go, and I, like I said, I had that Obama phone, so I couldn't even get on Facebook and all that and shit. <laughs> so I'm using the iPhone that I had gave to her. I'm signing on Facebook, and you know how Facebook is, you could be in two accounts at once. Right. So I'm signed in on Facebook, and I'm doing my thing on Facebook, and the message come in from Thad, the dude. And he he talking about some uh won't you, the message said of course I could see it it pops up at the top the notification or whatever and I could see the message saying won't you pretend that the person in this book and I opened it boom and read it it said won't you pretend the person in the book that you read she was reading a Zane book them Zane Chronicles books oh won't you pretend them characters is me and you and with you and this message saying oh I'll give you something to suck on all kind of shit bro so I dropped the phone and I get on and she looking like you feel me. What the fuck? And she pick up the phone to see the messages. She tried to, you know, tell me, oh, uh, it's old and all this shit. But I'm seeing the shit. Like, I see the dates and all of that. So, that was that was the second situation, bro. And I tripped the fuck out. This, the, hey, this episode hey. might just be the naive guy. Uh, the bro, naive, naive boyfriend. That's what it was. I was naive as The fuck. most naive boyfriend husband, on the planet. The I most naive husband. husband. Yeah. Wow. So, look, I ended up. You know, tripping about that, and then I get in. I got into it with dude. I ended up exchanging words with him and all that, but he didn't want to fight or none of that. Like he didn't want to fight me. He was scared to fight and all that. I checked him, told him you for me. Step out of the inbox, ain't none of that with the root. So, damn. Um, yeah, that was the second time I ended up getting over that shit. Damn, stuck by her, stayed with her. Ended up getting over that shit. Um, so everything was cool, and I ended up. Everything was good, you know. A couple months later, I ended up uh, proposing to her. You know what I'm saying? I had got out of job court. Where'd you, where'd you propose to her? Oh, I'll give you that in a second. But I ended up leaving job court, right. finishing job court, and I moved in to her house with her and her parents. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, dude. She. That's when you feel me like. Now I'm seeing her every day. I'm with her every day. I'm laying with her. I'm sleeping with her. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. So, like, I ended up proposing to her. And. I ended up, uh, Job Corps, they give you a check, bro. When you get out of Job Corps, they give you a check. And with that check, man, I took that check. I went and, you know, got shoes and clothes and shit. You know, bought her shit, bought me shit. My brother was with me, my big brother, uh, Alfonso, him and his wife. Um, and they still together, him and his wife, Bonnie. Like, you know what I'm saying? They uh, got three beautiful children, two boys and a girl. But the, we go together. We all out buying shoes and shit. We, uh, we go to, uh, uh, I think it was Walmart. Yeah, it was Walmart. We was at Walmart. And... Uh, we sneak off. Me and my brother sneak off, and we go to the little jewelry spot while they, you know, walking around at Walmart. We sneak off, go to the little jewelry spot, and we go in there, and I had, you know, spent, like, most of that check getting her the, the uh, whole little set, the ring that came with the uh, engagement yeah. ring and the wedding ring. Like, yeah. a nice little ring, bro. Yeah. She, that shit was right, bro. Uh, and the diamonds was stacked. Damn. I'll never forget that ring, bro. That Them diamonds was stacked on that motherfucker. 
So uh, we end up going out to buy shoes and shit. We at the warehouse shoe sale. It's no longer there no more. It was right there on uh, what's that street, bro? Um, in L.A. by the do lines. You know what I'm talking okay, about? Okay. It, it, they moved it from right there and put it right across the street, though. You okay. know what I'm talking about? That warehouse shoe sale. Uh, we in the shoe store. We buying shoes and shit, bro. And she turned around looking at some shoes and shit, bro. And while she turned around looking at some shoes and shit, I couldn't wait. I was like, I was going to wait till we went to go out to eat and all kind of shit. But I couldn't wait, bro. I was just like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Everything was going good and shit like that. So I fucking... I took the box out of my pocket, and I got down on one knee. And once I got down on one knee, she's still not paying attention. People looking at me, a crowd of people just looking. They putting cameras out, phones, and all that. They recording. And uh, I'm down on one knee. And my brother right there next to me, you know, he he and uh, his wife talking to her. And she a little, you know, you know, thrown off. And she pointing, like, pointing, and she's still talking. My wife at the time, she's still talking. And uh, my sister-in-law steady pointing, like, girl, look, look. So she turned around, and I'm down on one knee with the ring in my hand. And, you know, she start crying and all that. And I, and I popped the question, like, you know, I you know, told her how I felt and all of that and, and why I was making the decision that I wanted to marry her. And then I asked her, will you marry me? And she said yes, right there. At warehouse shoe sale. That's kind of funny, but who's at warehouse shoe sale? And uh, from there, you know, we was engaged. And, you know, time went on or whatever. We ended up getting married the day before my mother's birthday that following, that same year, not following year, that same year. And uh, everything was cool, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm working a good job. I started working this good job with her mom. We was co Me and her mama was coworkers. And wow! I work in this job where wow. we're uh, working for uh, a daycare, a adult daycare center. So, so we co-workers now. At the, so at the I don't want to. So I want to kind of rush it a little bit, and now I want to go to the part where you guys have a child. Okay. And it's getting crazy. Mm -hmm. There's arguing. There's that. Okay. We have about ten minutes before we. You know, head off, but yeah, yeah. I want to know that part. Um, I want someone else to see themselves in your shoes absolutely. during that whole okay. toxic masculinity. Absolutely. Because so, there was domestic violence involved, right? Absolutely, it was. So um, later on, um, you get what I'm saying? We, we ended up getting married or whatever. Mm -hmm. We went down to the courts in Norwalk mm -hmm. with my brother and stuff, and we got married. And uh, after that, you get what I'm saying? Uh, she ended up, we, we was, that's when the, you know, toxic started. After we got married, that's when it got more toxic. Like, we got married, and it just seemed like she started showing it out. Like, she didn't give a damn. It was like, I felt like her mind state was, we married, you gonna uh, stick by me no matter what I do. That's just right. how I felt. Like, that was the demeanor she gave off. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, like I said, I was working with her mom. One day, she even called me. And we married at the time. She calls me and asks if uh, a guy could come spend, uh, not spend the night, but come chill with her while I'm out, out, out working and, you know, getting paid and, you know, trying to provide for us. Right? So, um. Hold on. She's called, she called you to have a guy to come over and chill while you're at work. Yes. Wow. 
And, you know, of course, I, I tripped out. Like, what, what you mean? Can a nigga come over with the rule? And I hung up in her face, and I continued working. So, people, if you don't um, understand what's going on in the background, we are outside running this podcast. I'm sitting in my car. My son is messing with the, the controllers, and you probably hear him in the background going, God, God, Google. And then we got a construction company that's behind me that's working. All large sound. So, yeah, you can hear all of that. <laughs> yeah, so... So, but yeah, so you guys are... When did you guys get married? Did you guys get married on live television? Or? We actually got married at the Norwalk. Right, right, but like when it was visual. When it was visual, that... Around that time, um, I had then... Uh, I had then... Um, we like, had then already Dietrich been married. Patton, Michelle we, Williams. Yeah, we ended up doing this television show called Fix My Choir. And we was going to the auditions or whatever and all of that. We did the audition. We got in. Right. The audition was actually on over Skype. We auditioned over Skype. And we, you know, got accepted. So we started doing the show. And the show was about, you know, mentoring choirs. But, you know, they, they you know, messed with us so strong. And we, we got so cool with them. And they had a cool relationship with us. And to the point to where they like, you know what, they knew that we was married and we didn't have the funds to actually have a actual wedding. Right. So Dietrich and Michelle was like, you know what, let's let's do them a wedding. On the car. Yeah. So Michelle took her out and, you know, bought her this, you know, I don't know how much, you know, thousand thousands of dollars for a, a nice dress bro like hooked her up Dietrich took me we went downtown he took me got me fitted in a nice tux you know I was on point I was killing and uh you know he actually did the ceremony as well he married us off you know and I I, I thank Dietrich for that you know that was a great experience it was wonderful and we ended up getting married and I'm not even gonna lie this this is what nobody knows behind the scenes you get what I'm saying like I actually told her like, are you sure this is what you want to do? You get what I'm saying? Because we hadn't already been going through it. You know what I'm saying? At this t- at this point, I, all my kids, I was the most solid nigga. I was loyal. I, I, I'm a loyal person, especially when it's reciprocated. You get what I'm saying? Like, But even through all of the bullshit, I, I kept it solid. I kept it loyal. I kept it 100. You get what I'm saying? And... Yes, I went through, I, 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 she's told me like, yes, uh, you know, I want to do this. And we ended up, get, you know, getting married. And, you know, it, everything was good. She ended up getting pregnant. Um, she ended up getting pregnant by me. Um, we had our first daughter, beautiful daughter. Her name is Anaya Brooks. Um, we ended up having our first child. And, you know, like. Everything was cool. We was having, we had our first child. It was cool, and uh, but it started getting, you know, a little like overwhelming for me because I, I it was like, okay, we got a child, we married, we living in your parents' house. So my whole thought process was, you know, getting out of this, getting us up out even, of it, getting us up out of it. I was even saying, I was even saying that, like, yeah, like Cuzo, you need to have your own your thing, own. talk to your pop, absolutely, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And your pops actually, you know what I mean, helped you out with that, right? Yeah, he did. I ended up talking with him. I was already, you know, working like two, two, three security. I was working two security jobs at the time out here. And he told me, man, you got that security job, man. Won't you, you know, get your firearm license and come down here to Bakersfield and you could, 
man, you could uh, work these bus shops. You could work the, because uh, that's when marijuana became legal. He's like, you can work at the marijuana shops and make twice what you making now. He like, man, I got a homeboy that's about to do the fireworks stand in July. And he want to pay you $40 an hour to, to stand post at his uh, stand. So I pursued it. I got my firearm license and I made a move for us. That's what I did. She looked at it as, oh, you leaving, you leaving me, you know, but I was just at the point to where if you're not trying to get out, if you saying, no, you comfortable here, then I got to do what I got to do, you know, for us, period. Like it's either you with me or you without me. And I'm just, I'm making this move to better me for my child. And you know, for us, we was married, but we did that break it off at the time when I left. So I did it. I left. I got my firearm license. I left, went to Bakersfield within Two weeks of me being in Bakersfield, I had already had the down payment for a place. I had me, uh, my pops, he looked out for a nigga, went and bought me, got me, a, found me a car and brought it to me while I was at work. He was like, I'm proud of you, you know, you're doing your thing, here go your car so you can, you know, get around. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciated that very much. So I did that, got me a place, got me a two-bedroom place. And we ended up, you know, we were still, of course, in contact or whatever, and we, we ended up getting, you know, back together and she came out to Bakersfield and and with my daughter and then the I'm not I don't want to hark on this so much but the 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 domestic violence part did that occur while you guys was alone yourself and when things just started getting crazy and the part where the podcast began where you're explaining about the abortion part you know what I mean um explain that part the 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 trauma behind well explain the the torment of going through the whole trustworthy and not being able to trust her because she had an abortion and okay. not being able to well like, this is when things just got beyond toxic right and right the restraining right order right right right, right keep your daughter from you yeah. you know Okay, I mean, as far as that, like I said, it was already things going on. I mean, it, it was stuff that she was doing, and that was, you know, that was, that was, you know, abuse to me as well. Even though it wasn't physical, you get what I'm saying, but it was mentally abusive. It was, you know, it, it, it fucked me up a lot. And uh, when it got, when it started getting to like domestic, that's when we moved to Bakersfield. And you know, uh, I was working out there. I'm working. 12 to 16 hour shifts a day. So you always kept a, kept a gig. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That I mean that was that was like one thing and that she didn't I really, always did. Did she ever try to work or work? Um she did at one point. That was when my daughter when she was pregnant with my daughter, she did she was working. She ended right. up working for the same job that I was working with her mom. Okay. Um but you know what I'm saying? That that kind of stopped. Yeah, that yeah, that ended up stopping during her pregnancy or whatever. But when we was in Bakersfield, I'm like, no, she didn't have a job. It was, you know, she was staying at home with the baby, and I was working. You know okay. what I'm saying? So where did the where did the trauma come part? I mean, like, where did the craziness come yeah. from okay? with the restraining order yeah. and the like? You said like you were telling me uh, during the podcast while we were talking before mm-hmm. you were saying how like like how like. I'm, how she not gonna? How am I not gonna know about this? Like, you my wife, and you had an abortion without fucking telling me. Like, how am I not gonna know about? This? Okay, as far as that part, that came later on. Okay, um, so you guys weren't technically together at that time when it. 
when? Because when you say later on, I'm thinking you guys are not together. No, nah, we was together. We was still together. We okay. absolutely was together. We was living in Bakersfield. We was married. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's when the domestic started. Like while we was there, like I would tell her, you know, here it was bad. We was in the the neighborhood we was staying in was like bad. Like it was shooting inside the apartment building, shootings, all kind of stuff going on. Like. And I would tell her, you know, when I'm not here, because I, I had protection. I was able to protect us. But when I'm not there, I can't protect you. So I would tell her, you know, while I'm not here, you know, keep my daughter inside. You know, keep y'all. I want y'all to be inside. I want y'all to be protected. You know, we got I got family here. My sister stayed in the building, but my sister not able to, you know, protect no bullet. You from no bullets. You know what I'm saying? So I would tell her to stay inside. And she would... You know, do her own thing, leave, take my daughter out, just all kind of stuff. So, and didn't even know the the surroundings of where we was at. I didn't even know. You know what I'm saying? We'd never been to Bakersfield. That was my first. I was there as a kid, but we, our adult life, we didn't know no Bakersfield, and it was just bad over there. So I wasn't comfortable with, you know, them being out like that with me not being there. You know what I'm saying? So that's how that came into play. So she ended up during the time while we was there, she ended up getting pregnant again with our second child and we talked about it and i told her you know uh you know don't worry about it you know we I'm, we financially great like i'm working a great job like i was still doing two security jobs i was working one unarmed uh security guard job and then i was working an armed position at the bud shops which i became manager so i'm making great money i'm making over a thousand dollars a week you know what i'm saying so um yeah it started it started getting domestic when like i would be i was working too much she wanted me to be home and you know we had a baby and it was like you gone too much you working too much and stuff like this and then it got to the point to where sometimes i would try and leave and she'll hold on to me and try and keep me there and like drag her nails in my skin try you know trying to tell me to stay and i i gotta go like take off today you can take off no nah, I'm, I'm getting this bread i gotta take care of us i'm the only one doing it i gotta do this um, one day it got to the point where she scratched my face up. I went to work with scratches all over my face and shit. And they like, what happened with you? I tell them I got in a fight with somebody else. Like, you know what I'm saying? And uh, one day, one day uh, it got to the point to where I'm trying to leave for work and she swinging on me, swinging on me. And, you know, I defended myself and I put her to sleep. I hit a pressure point and put her to sleep. And I knew she was okay. It was, it was no harm done to her. She was okay. You hit a pressure point. Yeah. Bah! Just, you know. Well, not a five, but it's like a little. It was more like a I pinch. pushed my thumb into a pressure point. Okay. And she went to sleep, and I went to work because she wouldn't let me go. So I went to work, and uh, yeah, like I don't know, like I told her, like about the the whole second child. I told her, you know, I'm working a great job. We good. The baby will be straight, and she still insisted on you know abortion. So. One day I'm at work, you know, and she goes through with it. I, I'm, I'm unaware. Um, I def- you're, you're unaware that she had an abortion? That she went through with it, yes. With I the abortion? Unaware. I was unaware. Damn. So, maybe like a little time after, a couple of days, maybe a week or so after uh, the abortion, I end up finding out she tells me about it. Um, I break down. I have like a mental breakdown, literally. And it, it came to a point where I couldn't like, I couldn't stand to see her face like, that's just I felt betrayed I felt you know what I'm saying like I felt so low at this point I I, I just couldn't function 
Right. When I would see my daughter, I would cry. That's all I would do is cry because, like, I, in my mind, it would be like, that's what you just took away, you know, a child. Like, you just, you know, Tickets. took that. Right. Took it from me, basically. And I ended up, you know, breaking up with her and, you know, taking a break. We were still married, but I ended up, you know, separating with her. And she moved out to Vegas with my mom and, you know, that ordeal because I didn't want her to be on the street. So I, she moved in with my mom and that ordeal. Then she went back to Los Angeles a little time later. And uh, all of a sudden, the, the whole script flipped. Like, she started putting out putting out all these uh, uh, accusations about me. Now, were you, got now, the were police you like, and, did you get with somebody else but to make her, like... You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just start going ham because he's with somebody else. So I see Um, Honestly, this is what happened. Because at that point, like, it was, it was like. Because you guys were separated, but you guys were married, but you were separated. Yeah, we were married, but we were separated. But did you get with somebody? No, I didn't get with nobody else, but. Did she see any pictures of something with you with somebody? No. She had got word from somebody that I was, that I was messing with somebody, though. She had got word from one of my family members. That you was messing with some Messing with a female in Vegas. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we wasn't together. You know what I'm and, saying? We wasn't together. You and that chick wasn't together. No, me and the chick wasn't together. Or me and my wife at the time wasn't together. We were well, separated. I mean, y'all, but y'all, y'all we were, were technically together. Technically, we were still together. married. Absolutely. Still married. Legally married, yes. But you were just away, just having a break for a part of the right. time. Right. Due, uh, due to and this is post abortion, no, right. not before no. abortion. This is after abortion. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yes. And seeing that is what made her go crazy. It, it would have to be. You get what I'm saying? After that, it was just like uh, that's when just accusations started coming up all of a sudden. Just then the police got involved uh, with a res- not the police, but you know the courts a restraining order. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like, they couldn't, like, prosecute me because they was telling her, like, you need evidence and all of this type of stuff. But it was just, like, the accusations, they made them, you know, grant the restraining order, uh, grant the restraining order. And uh, she attached my daughter to it, told them my daughter was in harm, told them that I uh, harmed my daughter. And she didn't, you know, she didn't leave it between us. She she involved my child. And wow. that's where all of that, you know, came into play. Now, do you think in a relationship like this, you think people should involve their children? Absolutely not. Because at the end of the day, the kids are innocent. Right. At the end of the day. And then, at the same time, they don't have the, the mindset to choose, oh, well, I don't want him around or I don't want her around so it's it's like unfair for you to just choose that for them right you know what I'm right. saying that's how I feel when it took both of us to make it. right and at okay. the same time it's like I just feel me personally like it ain't right because if it was me and I take my child I'm not about to keep you know their mother from seeing them being right. in their life right they need their mother be, just as well between, as they right what's between me and their mom should not be between no me and that's them. between me and her right 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 you know what no, I'm that's saying facts. that's facts so so uh, we have, not to cut you up, but we have about, you know, two minutes left. But people, I want y'all to like the podcast, share the podcast. If this helped you out, if you heard something in this story that, you know what I mean, that like, wow, I can notice some things in my relationship. You know, there's there's a study shows that every every summer there's a new 
generation relationship is born. So for all those college kids, for all those people that are listening, you get into new relationships, read the signs before you get deep. Read the signs. If you smell something in the beginning that doesn't look right, believe that. Absolutely. Don't let the motherfucker come back six months, two months down later in the line talking about, oh, that was my ex uh, girlfriend or ex boyfriend, and but you know the motherfucker like y'all friends and shit. You know what I mean? Right. Like you have to read those signs, people. So this is a great story that we hear because it takes someone to be that sacrificial lamb mm-hmm. and put it out there so that mm-hmm. someone else don't go through this shit. Absolutely. You get what I mean? So. Uh, just for uh, the last couple minutes, man, just give people, you know, some positive to run with. Like, because you was doing the entertainment and you was in this, you know, crazy relationship. Yeah. Um, give people some positive from this, you know, before we end. Uh, once again, you're in the Gas Mask Tribe TV podcast. This is the new edition. I'm sorry, that's my son in the background. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, people, understand that this is... This is a culture. This is the Gas Mask Tribe TV podcast where we felt out that bull. This is a new uh, special series, series two, which is called Biz Get. Oh, my son. Biz Get Real. And we speaking with Tone. <laughs> the man, give him a couple seconds of some positive, you know what I mean, before we end this podcast. Absolutely. And I go get his little boy a juice box. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, before we end the podcast, man, I just. I just want y'all to know, man, like like he said, man, just be aware of the signs. You get what I'm saying? Like, never, ever think that you not good enough to, you know, get up out of something like that. Like, because everybody, it's 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 all right to, you know, start over. It's all right to start over. Everybody deserves that shit sometimes. You get what I'm saying? Especially when you're going through something like that. And uh, trust me, like. I didn't. I didn't even learn from that one, to be honest. Like I, it, it took me to go through the same thing once again with another relationship with my second daughter. You know what I'm saying? I was with her mom. We didn't get married, but I was with her, and and it, the same thing. Like it turned out bad. You know what I'm saying? She ended up having a whole relationship the whole time we was together with a man that was in prison, and now a couple months after we uh, broke Hold up, up, she's uh, engaged to the man. Hold up. Yes, yes. You got a baby by a chick that had a full-ass fucking relationship with a nigga in prison. Yes, and he got out. And, and he got they, out, they and they engaged, engaged right now. now. What the fuck? Yep. Yep. And that'll be part two. We'll talk about that one on part two. God. That'll be part man. two. Y'all People. gotta hear that story. <laughs> Oh That'll be part God. two, but look, what the fuck? know it gets even the signs, it does, <laughs> know the signs, and I've learned, look, i learned this time, I've been single for over hey, eight months I now, shit. and I, look, I know the signs shit. now, well, trust damn. me, <laughs> trust me, ain't gonna be no strike three, goddammit. It's dead, part two is coming up, it's people, coming. part it's two, coming. dating it's a woman coming. while her fiance is in prison, part two coming up. This dating is with a woman dating a prison wife. Dating That's what a I would prison call wife That's who had you have a baby by her, yeah. and the prison guy is not raising your child. Wow, nigga, that's crazy. Anyway, oh my fucking god, my child away from. But that's, and she's that's keeping part your, two. That's, that's part. part is she keeping your child away from you? She and but see that's part two. Anyway, all right, all right. Give y'all just a little though. 
her and my first baby mama are in cahoots. They good friends and all of that now. No! That's where she's hey. running from. Oh, my gosh. People, that's part, part two, two guys. Part two coming soon. Thank y'all for tuning in. We really appreciate that's part you. part two. Gas Mask Tribe TV Podcast. We fell <laughs> out that bull. I am your host, Biz, from that wonderful band, Dirty Harvard. Also, go check us out, DirtyHarvard.com, where you can watch this exclusive interview. Also, you're going to see part two. We might do part two visually. Would you hey, mind doing it visually? I don't mind. I don't mind. We put it on the website. Oh, man. People, that. if you want to see part two, it'll be on the website. Go check it out, yes, dirtyhopper.com, or go to YouTube, Gas Mask Tribe TV. See y'all soon. Thank you for tuning in. Cheer. Also, look me up uh, on Instagram at LBC underscore Tone 2120. YouTube, you can look me up, Tone C. Brooks. SoundCloud, all of that. So- Tone C. Brooks. Look Tell me up. Again. Matter of fact, tell them again. Look me up on all platforms, Tone C. Brooks. The Instagram is LBC underscore Tone 2120. Chia! We out.